Welcome back to another episode of TFM Bets. Wild weekend. Range of emotions, I feel like, starting from Friday all the way through Sunday. Um, obviously, yeah. let's just... I was going to say, do you have a good New Year? I had a fantastic New Year. I hope. You, how did you? How was your New Year? Do you have a good one? My New Year was uh, absolutely electric, to say the least. Was with a bunch of friends down in Phoenix, Arizona. Had an absolute blast. Obviously, uh, TCU beating Michigan was the highlight of that whole entire you know weekend. Uh, but it was a great time. It was a great time. What'd you do? I just kind of got after it. You know, I hit I hit the bars pretty heavy. I had COVID the whole week. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. So ended up testing negative the day of New Year's. So got to go out New Year's. Um, that was fun. Got after it a little bit. Uh, the bowl games were crazy. Um, so I mean, we might as well. I mean, let's just let's just not to get it out of the way, but I think let's just talk about it at the top of the show so we can kind of move on um, without you know having it be on the back of our heads. Last night in Monday Night Football, I mean, you once again we realized how dangerous the the sport of football is. Um, Demar Hamlin on uh, the Buffalo Bills collapsed, and they're saying he went into cardiac arrest. One of the top five scariest things, if not the scariest I've ever watched um, in a game. Unfortunately, I wasn't even watching the game because I don't watch a lot of the games that I bet on anymore. I don't know. It's a superstition at this point. Um, but seeing it come across my feet, I mean, that, that's one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Dude, so I was on the plane in the air, actually, as this happens. And everyone next to me, there's a, like 10 people who have got the game on watching it as we're flying. And I'm not watching it. I was just refreshing the score because I really needed, you know, Bills and Diggs receiving yards. And uh, the people next to me, I can tell are like fucking starting to panic and like question. And and they're frantically like looking around, talking to other people. And I'm looking at the game and there's nothing going on. And I'm so confused. And it's been stuck on this one play on the score app for like 30 minutes. I'm like, dude, what is going on? So I literally... Budge the guy next to me. I'm like, yo, like everything good? What's going on in the game? He's like, yeah, dude, like not good at all. And I have like, I my Wi-Fi is terrible on my phone, so I can't even go on Twitter. I'm not seeing shit. Um, but when I landed, I saw, I figured out what happened. I was like, oh my god, dude. so scary. And this whole experience has just made me have a greater appreciation for any athlete that you know laces him up and plays every day. Uh, it's, it's really scary. Very scary situation. No, 100%. Um, I mean, and you know, I wasn't watching the game either. I was I was refreshing on, on ESPN the score, and it was stuck on the play where it says Hamlin injured, and I was like, what is, like, what is going on? Like, uh, yeah. having not watched the game, immediately opened Twitter, and, you know, I feel like it's something I just want to address quickly. I had a tweet that I guess went a little bit viral for half an hour um, and just wanted to explain where it came from from my end. So I don't watch a lot of the games. So everything that I see is from my Twitter feed and from what I'm seeing on ESPN or the score app, uh, just had a superstition. And I saw this clip six times in one scroll of the players crying on the field, Josh Allen crying, Stefan Diggs crying. And I've said it multiple times on Twitter that I actually despise that when there's a massive injury or something really bad happens that these TV networks zoom in on the players and show their reactions. Cause when something that traumatic happens, you shouldn't be the basis of entertainment at that point. Um, and I happened to take the video and repost it saying they should never show this stuff ever. Like these are athletes, not actors. In my head, using the video as evidence, not trying to spread the video more 
um, not thinking that my tweet is doing more damage than a national television broadcast that's going to 14 million people, 15 million, 20 million people um, watching the game um, and got absolutely lambasted. I mean, guys whose family members have been kicked out of their profession for worse are telling me it's a bad look. Um, so I did want to like apologize. I guess looking back, I can see why it would be hypocritical of me to do that, but that's how I was doing it. I was more so using the video as evidence to be like, this shouldn't be shown, not being like tisk tisk, but I'm yeah. going to use it for like engagement. Uh, that was never my intention, but I mean, not to take away from it, like praying for Hamlin's family. I I hope he I hope he can bounce back because that was one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, in that moment, I've learned uh, when tragedies or you know big events that aren't necessarily positive occur, Twitter becomes an absolute cancer. Uh, this is it reminded me of when you know it's super random, but Ukraine got uh, invaded, right? And as that's happening, I have no idea this shit's fucking happening. I don't watch the news too often. Uh, I reacted to like a prize picks selling. I was like, bro, I can't believe fucking Mookie Bats didn't get one more base. As we're as Ukraine's getting invaded, and I tweeted that out, and similar to you, not the time, Trent. Can't believe you would tweet this in a time of tragedy, bro. What are you doing? Cancel him. I was like, guys, holy crap, like what's going on? I immediately rushed to delete it. But there's no right answer. There's no there's no W to take away here. And uh, you know, when something like really scary like that happens, my like what I did last night, literally just don't even tweet. Don't even tweet until shit dies down. I waited about four or five hours and and then I told people that my prize fix sold and it was fine. But I was just going through Twitter and seeing people who tweeted during, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes of that event happening. And and if it if your tweet wasn't about this, you're getting flamed like absolutely, dude, lambasted, lambasted. Like, yeah. Bro. So there's there's really and then if you say something about it and it's even the slightest bit edgy, you're done. You're like your people are just going to absolutely rush you. So there's nothing to do. There's nothing you can do uh, except for just hope and pray. You know that everything's good. But uh, but it's a learning lesson. You know we all have those, and I don't think anyone you know, I was mad at you for posting that shit. I think it was just a very touchy subject at a very touchy time. And yeah. And I think it came off as hypocritical, which I get looking back on it now, but you know, that wasn't my intention. At all. I was more so trying to use it um, as evidence, but last night was not about me and a fucking stupid tweet. Um, that was still super, super scary. Um, and it's so, and it was shaping up to be a great game too, which is I know, like, I know even, even, even the not obviously not worse, but um, also disappointing um that that had to happen but seriously praying for his family and um so scary you know it was, it was a tough start to the new year for sure I, I, hopefully he's okay yeah. um but let's talk um let's talk the beginning of the weekend now let's start fresh holy shit could we have not been more right about the things that occurred on saturday other than kansas state but my god Hey, nice call. I'll give it to you on uh, yeah, the dogs did their job. They both covered. Covered? Yeah. And if the goddamn Ohio State kicker just did his job, I'm genie. I'm genie. Dude, dude. I gotta say, I was I was very, very upset that that kick didn't go in, uh, let alone not even fucking remotely close. But at watching that fourth quarter. I'm sitting there as a frog fan, you know, wondering who the fuck we're going to play. Uh, there were a couple drives on defense for Georgia where I was like, 
Ohio State has to win this fucking game. Please, I'm begging you. Georgia's scary as fuck. They looked like they were dead in the water there for a bit, and their defense made some heck of a play. Uh, you know, getting sack after sack, making Stroud look like, you know, he's getting chokehold. It was it was absolutely insane. Uh, and the defense prevailed, offense stepped up, you know, made some very clutch plays. Uh, dude, it was unreal, and I was actually very upset that Ohio State didn't win that game because I'm scared as fuck of Georgia. No, no, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that game a little bit um, at TCU Georgia, I mean, but, I mean, wow. If you listen back, the narratives that we kind of put together uh, for both those games, I mean, let's just start with Ohio State Georgia because we were just talking about it. C.J. Stroud did exactly what at least I said he was going to do, and well, I know that you agreed that it was kind of a back against the wall game for him. You have four to come touchdowns, out. Four touchdowns. You have to come out. You have to come out, and you have to play for your legacy because this was your comeback game. You guys squeaked into the playoff after getting banged out by Michigan. You're now playing a, the consensus team that, by the way, everyone thought was going to walk through you, and you got to play for your draft spot now. And I mm. seriously think C.J. Stroud should be the first quarterback taken. I know Bryce Young looked great against Kansas State. I think. The Big 12 championship just ended up being too big of a moment for TCU at the time, and I think that's why Kansas State ended up coming away with that one. But, I mean, when we look at that game, C.J. Stroud did exactly what was asked of him in that game, was you're back against the wall, you're, you're, you're coming off an embarrassment, so you need to prove why you are C.J. Stroud in this yep. moment. And, I mean, dude, he was – I've never seen a better quarterback performance all around, to be honest, against – Consensus, the best defense college football maybe has ever seen two years in a row, right? Yeah. In terms of Georgia's output. Um, but my God, he looked good, dude. And I'm sitting there, dude, New Year's Eve. Like, we're getting down to midnight. I'm not talking to any girls because I've got coin on Ohio State. Obviously, they're covering. But now I'm like, yo, we have a chance to go get this money line. Let's go get this money line. Legacy drive from CJ. Uses the feet to get in field goal range. And it's lining up perfectly with the ball drop. I got no smooches. The kick gets shanked. I'm now, like, so upset. There was a couple kids at the bar that, like, knew of our podcast, like, knew who I was, that were like, no! That, like, came over and were like, no fucking way, you just missed that. But, dude, that that was one of the craziest one-two games ever, to go from TCU into an Ohio State-Georgia shootout, dude. Yeah. Double shootouts, bro. Shit was unbelievable, bro. Unreal. Uh, yeah, I really, really wanted Ohio State to get to win that game because to me, I feel like they're a lot closer to Michigan's skill level than they are Georgia. I would disagree, though, dude. I think you guys will would have had a much harder time against CJ Stroud than you will against Stetson Bennett. I think Stetson Bennett is closer to a JJ McCarthy, to be honest with you. I mean, he's 24 years old. If you can't put together drives in college football at the age of 24, I would. I'd be shocked. I don't think he's that great. I don't. I actually love the matchup for TCU. Um, but let's talk about the TCU game, dude. I'm going to give you the stage. But first, before I give you the stage, I'm just going to say, holy shit. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I know Lauren Cowling was tweeting about it. This is why college football is romantic. And this is why you don't fade the Cinderella story when it comes to to college playoff games or tournaments because they're trying to find that slipper and the other team has expectations on them. And when you can just play the game to play the game, you get what TCU did in Michigan, but I'm going to give you the stage. Go ahead. Dude, it was, it was so weird. So 
I went into this game more confident than I was going into Kansas State. The vibe was so different. The you know we were just happy to be there, right? We had nothing to lose. That's what I'm saying. We were happy to be there. Let's go have fun and go win a ball game potentially. Whereas with Kansas State, we had a job to do, and that 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 was to win the fucking game. And if we don't, you know, expectations were not met. They didn't meet, you know, what we've accomplished the entire season. So the vibe going into the tailgates, going into the stadium, you could just tell. Like, like first of all, we travel unbelievable. That place was half TCU, half Michigan, and Michigan is five times as big of a fucking university than TCU. Which is hard to believe, and they and they bleed for that football program. Oh yeah. So I mean, Michigan fans, even Portnoy was like, the frogs travel unbelievable. Um, so that right there was you know just crazy to see. A uh, quick side story first. So we're in Arizona at Phoenix, right? And there's a sports book right next to the stadium. And like my friends and I are absolutely hammered. And I see a huge BetMGM board on the, on like to our right. And I was like, yo, dude, do it. Like, you want to go cook up a secret lay? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like, dude, I'm, I'm so fucking bad. So we're blacked out. We're walking over to the, to the kiosk where you can place bets. And, and like, literally the screens are fucking spinning, bro. And we're like, well, what the fuck are we going to cook? So he's like, let's just, let's just, you know, trust our wagons, you know, Cavs, they should win nets. They should probably win that Leafs abs game. That sounds like an over and, uh, the Mavs, you know, Cavs and abs got to have them too in there. And so we put like 500 bucks on it. We're like, you know, shit's definitely not hitting, but if it does, that, sh- that shit's electric. Totally forget about the lay after the TCU game. I'm like, holy fuck. Wait a minute. I still have this parlay. Let me pull up the score app. I'm like, Mavs, oh my God. Nets, one. Cavs, one by one. Tell me this fucking Leafs game went over, please. Six to two. We're like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, dude, this couldn't have been a better New Year's. Dude, ecstasy on ecstasy. <laughs> so, so I, and we weren't able to cash the ticket out because we were like 45 minutes away from the stadium after the game. So when I go back for the Super Bowl, I'm going to have a little surprise for me waiting. <laughs> Dude, that is so bizarre. The blacked out secret. Like, this is what I'm saying. Stop complicating, stop complicating sports betting, guys. Like, you really don't have to complicate it. Sometimes just that hammered ass four teamer where you're giving no thought. It's going to smack more than if you spend six hours cooking something up. Yeah, I know. And I posted on TikTok, too, before the game. I'm like, all right, guys, like, you know, I'm already fucking cooking up some secret lays. Like, here you go. And everyone's like, bro, no way the fucking hammered secret lay just cashed. And I was like, no <laughs> way, bro. But going back to the game, the going back to the game, bro, that first play of the game, Michigan, Donovan Edwards, 70-yard rush. I look over to my boy over here. Look over to my boy over here. Uh, G, G. <laughs> that's, literally, <laughs> that's literally what I said. This is going to be a long-ass fucking game. Uh, I was kind of in shambles to start off. Um, and then we get this unbelievable clutch fourth down stop in the red zone. Uh, Michigan fails to convert when I think they should have just kicked the field goal. They th- they do some trick bullshit. And it no, because they're trying out. to get they're trying to get cute with it. They thought you guys wouldn't stand on your own. Oh, and we stood our own. Um, so that was, that had the place absolutely rocking, bro. And then the pick six was just, that place fucking blew the roof off. It was unreal, dude. I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly 
what we needed to get the first points on the board, to get the first points on the board against Michigan as a dog. That right there was kind of telling on how the rest of the game was going to go. Um, and by the way, one of the best pick sixes I've seen, he read that from the pre-snap. Pre-snap. He knew where that ball was going, bro, and he sat back on it, dude. Yeah. He sat back on it. And he was like, he knew what route was coming. He didn't press him out the line. He sat back, and he just waited for J.J. Bozo McCarthy to be like, oh, I got an open man. And then he fucking jumped that shit and was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Gone, so, dude. I'm literally fucking <laughs> spilling beer everywhere at this moment. So, <laughs> so hyped. Um, and then we get another stop. We go and we get another touchdown, 14 nothing. I'm like, oh, my motherfucking God. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one. It was 21 nothing. And then they made it 21 to six at half. Um, I had the over as well, which was not looking great at all. Then that <clears throat> third, dude, we watched the whole game back on Sunday. Like all my boys and I, we went and watched the full game again because it's different watching it on TV than when you're at the game. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, oh my God, it was so great to just watch that shit, bro. And seeing all the Michigan fans that whenever they would cut to Michigan fans uh, after a big play for the Frogs happens, bro, just drowning in piss. It was so good. Dude, I was in and out of Ubers trying to get to different bars, like watching the game, then being on the phone, watching the game, then being on the phone, watching the game, then being on the phone. Dude, the one play that I missed, like the big play that I missed that I had to react to on my phone while I was in an Uber, dude. I, the guy almost crashed his car driving through Hoboken. On the Uber, I'm sitting there. Third and nine. I was like, we need this first down so bad. So bad. And I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. It's an ESPN GameCast, so I can, I'm not watching the actual game. It just is like, I just have to wait until it's whatever. I see the little football get thrown, like how they do the little game cast. Yeah, yeah. Little football gets thrown. Quinn and Johnston. And oh. I just see the line keep going, dude. And it keeps going. It keeps going. And I was like, oh, my God. 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 Quinn and Johnson, 79-yard touchdown. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I see the clip, dude. And it is a broken play. Max dumps it off. And Quinn hits this kid. <laughs> when you dude. watch the clip. <laughs> Sorry, the COVID. It looks like he doesn't do anything. Oh. But the subtle juke oh. <laughs> that he put on that little bozo, dude, <laughs> it snapped ankles, bro. It snapped ankles, and he was gone. Dude, it was gone. unbelievable. Unbelievable, bro. Yeah, go go figure it out. <laughs> uh, no, that's some shit. water. My COVID throat is done. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, go get some water, bro. Um, no, dude, that shit, that little deke. Was disgusting, bro. It was almost like it was almost like a mental deke. Like mm -hmm. it was almost he made a little move, and but in the in the mental part of the game, it was like you think I'm about to like make a massive fucking like I'm gonna, and it was just like oh yeah yeah. And I was talking to my dad about it after, and I was like, you don't realize how fast a lot of these guys are in the game of football because they catch it and they have three steps and then they get hit. Like you never really realize how great of athletes these guys are in terms of speed acceleration. Until you see a chunk play like that. And you're like, Quentin Johnson, the minute he got a step away from him, there was two safeties still downfield. No one was catching him, dude. No. And these guys no. are able to open up the taps. Bro, he was fucking gone. Yeah. Gone once he hit that outside. And I was like, yo, the, I was literally like, I put my hands up in the Uber and I was like, yo, this like, no matter what happens, TCU is winning this game, bro. Like they are just, this is their game. Like mm -hmm. this is their game. It got a little scary there at the end. Not going to lie. Um, there was a moment where Michigan was getting the ball back. They did get the ball back, 
and there's 30 seconds left, and there's a potential targeting call that's going to give Michigan a first down and midfield. And that being set up in that situation, bro, would have been one of the most tragic fucking moments as a frog fan I've ever seen. But thankfully, they didn't call it, which honestly, it was probably targeting. I will admit. I don't think so, though. I don't know. It was it was a tough call. It was a close call. Because uh, I feel like when you watched it back, I thought for targeting, you have to make contact with the crown of your helmet. And he didn't make contact with the crown of his helmet and the guy's falling backwards. Yeah, it was and he's a little going, weird. And he's bending down to hit him. So, I don't know. I think it could have gone both ways. But, dude, fuck him. Like, what? You yeah. want to win on a fucking targeting yeah. call? Like, no, grow up. Fuck that. Fuck that. So, I did have a prize picks that I was very confident in. That was the W game script. But my game script did not really have the way that shit unfolded. Uh, I was I did not expect, you know, to have it be a beat down in the first half and then, you know, all those points come in in the second half. Uh Max Duggan's rush yards was probably the freest shit I've I've seen in my whole life. 20 Dude, yards. 23 was disrespectful. Disrespectful. I think he had somewhere in the 40s or something. Uh and he broke it on one play. Uh Quentin Johnson receptions again. Dude's a fucking NFL wide receiver. He's going to be playing. And he's going to give Georgia problems too if Marvin Harrison yeah. was able to give him problems. Kendra Miller Ended up leaving the game with an injury, which was very unfortunate. But our backup, Dee Mancardo or whatever, had a fucking electric game. Dude, uh, he's that, the real deal, bro. Yeah, he was a beast. So that leg sold, unfortunately. He was like 15 yards short. Didn't even play the second half. Uh, but Michigan's where I kind of fumbled the bag. Donovan Edwards' rush yards was, again, a, do- a donkey. Dude went the fuck <laughs> off. Had 70 yards in one play, and it was the it was first guy to play the game. Um, and he soared over his his even the highest line that it got to. Ronnie Bell receptions. This dude had zero receptions in the first half, and I'm like, dude, I'm fucking sharp. This was a W yeah. game script. This guy comes out in the second half and absolutely cooks our secondary. Went off, had seven receptions, and I think two touchdowns. Uh, so that was unfortunate. McCarthy under completions. Uh, again, I didn't intend for him to be down 21 t- points. So he was yeah, obviously that thing. he was slinging it to Ronnie Bell, which was just, you know, not what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Most unideal scenario you could have made up. Uh, so it went three of six, but it was damn close. Uh, it was it was a W game script, but not quite. But unbelievable game, unbelievable vibes. You know, seeing Portnoy there was cool too. And he was just, you know, like everybody else sitting in the, city, the stands and, you know, interacting with fans and shit, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really, really fucking awesome, bro. I got to say, and I can't wait for SoFi. Obviously, you know, I was incredibly shocked at the spread when it came out, 13 and a half. I expected eight and a half. Uh, but Georgia's Georgia, and, you know, the books have been disrespecting TCU since the first snap of the end of, of the college football season. So it doesn't shock me, but... 13 and a half. We don't have to get into that now. No, but that spread is is absurd. But I will say, can we just – Mac Duggan should have won the Heisman. Caleb Williams got fucking botted by Tulane. The kid is – the kid – I'm sorry, Caleb Williams great quarterback. But guess what? Just getting your team to these big games and not closing them out, like, that doesn't make you great. Getting there doesn't make you great. If Tom Brady made nine Super Bowls and didn't win a single one, he's not great. You're in the conversation with the Dan Marinos, who could just never close it out. Caleb Williams reached bowl games. He reached Pac-12 championships, and he loses in the worst ways possible. Yeah, Max Duggan should have been the Heisman of college football. 
Yes, he, but the plays that he makes and the situation that he came into this year, being the backup, getting put on the job, leading TCU to college football playoff, playing who everybody earmarked, by the way, just outside of Georgia as a team that should win the national championship in Michigan, playing his fucking dick off. Obviously, it comes down to the defense. TCU's defense, I think, is still absurdly underrated. I think they're going to give Stetson, Bro- Stetson Bennett an absurd amount of problems in that secondary. I don't think he's going to be able to move the ball as well as he thinks he is because this isn't a normal Big 12 defense. This team hangs their hat on their defense, and when Michigan got the ball back, I was almost like, this is perfect because no mistake is going to get made right now with the way this defense is playing. Um, but Max Duggan, dude, on the biggest stages – TCU doesn't win the Big 12 because DeMarcado can't get in the end zone from the one-yard line. That's yeah. not on him. Yeah. To go uh, to a college football playoff against a team like Michigan and play the way Max Duggan played, composed, having a big lead, having a cut down to a touchdown to one-score game, and just staying in it, using his feet, using his arm, dude, this kid should have been the Heisman. Dude, this yeah. is No one is betting on this kid. Everyone is betting against him. And guess what? He's in the national championship game. Yeah. There was – there's not a team in college football that I think can beat TCU 10, out of, 10 times out of 10. There's not, even Georgia. No. Um, you know, and so that was, a, that was an eye-opening thing to realize you know, in this game. But uh, no, yeah, I totally agree. I, I just don't think that Max played a full, complete season enough to be able to you know, compare to Williams' season and his stat lines. Uh, but I do think if he does like, – the decision was already made before that Kansas State game, unfortunately. And for Caleb Williams, bro, you're playing in the Pac-12. Your stats are going to be absurd. Like that's what we what we witnessed in these bowl games is that Pac-12 teams aren't good. And neither Utah of the got teams. fucking shit on by Penn State, who's middle of the Pac Big Ten. USC, who was like the golden child of the Pac-12, lost to a fucking Tulane because they couldn't close it out. UCLA got fucking banged out. Like, we're learning the Pac-12 isn't good. They just beat the shit out of each other. Oregon almost lost to UNC. Like, this is now a conference where it's like, okay, you guys all have shitty defenses and you just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. When you beat a Big Ten team, like, we're seeing how good the Big Ten teams are, other than, you know, it's, it's unfortunate you've been on Purdue. But other than teams yeah. like Purdue, the top half of the Big Ten, we're starting to see now how good that conference is, right? Like, Michigan is a fucking battle. Ohio State took Georgia to the death fucking Penn State beat the dog shit like these are good football teams on both sides of the ball Max Duggan is beating great teams now like now he's beating great teams dude it's 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 been an unbelievable season for TCU and I think that this whole season has you know officially put them on the map and deserves much more respect from football fans from the committee uh from other teams you know for a long time after this season you know the culture of TCU the mentality of this team, the vibe that it brings, uh, I think is now officially getting the respect that it deserves. No, I, I 100% agree. Um, all right, let's talk about. So we got let's let's recap this NFL weekend because I feel like I, I have some thoughts. You know, we obviously had a surge six go awry. Um, also, Monday I swept the ball games. Don't you know? I might be back. I might wow. be back. There you go. Be back. There you go. Um, Thanks to the Jets, bro. Yeah, let's talk NFL. Um, we'll get to the Jets game, but it was a pretty like. We talked about these games being pretty shitty. They were. They ended up being pretty shitty. Um, there weren't really any great games. There was a lot of blowouts. Once again, you were right about the Chiefs not covering. Um, 
I couldn't have been more correct about Justin Fields' rushing yards. Couldn't have been more wrong about the Bears covering. Um, I don't know when I'm ever going to figure out the NFL, though. It feels like I can just never get a read on it. It's been all year, and I still don't feel like I'm able to pick, you know, three games correctly. It's absurd. Uh, Patriots-Dolphins was pretty crazy. Um, the Giants are in the playoffs. What What the fuck? Um, yeah, it was always them. That was for you. Saints beat the Eagles. Are we starting to see that Jalen Hurts is actually the one that runs that team? I don't know. I still feel like that team is pretty fraudulent, to be honest with you, even when he's in there. But they're great. Uh, losing to the Saints hurts, though. That's the, But that feels like it's more on Gardner than than anything else when you lose your starting yeah. quarterback. It's yeah. tough to judge games like that. Um, Tom Brady should have lost to the Panthers. Nah, he was never losing that game. Try telling me. <laughs> he was never losing that game. Dude, he was never, ever losing that game. You know, I, dude, they were down two touchdowns. I wasn't even fucking worried, bro. I wasn't. Dude, if I the wasn't. Panthers had you at quarterback, they win that game, dude. Like, I'm telling you, that Tom Brady. I told you Donald was throwing a pick, too. I was so confident dude, in that. Tom Brady is going to lose in the playoffs by 40 points. I don't think so. He's going to lose in the playoffs by 40 points. Dude, dude I, I get they're, right now they're playing the, the Cowboys, and I'm telling you, everyone's going to be on the Cowboys, and I would not be shocked if Tom wins that game. Like, this is what you do, though. Now, now we're just getting to the point where every Bucks game that happens, you're just going to be like, Tom Brady wins that game. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Just in case he wins. No, bro. dude, but did you really think that the fucking Panthers were going to stumble into Tampa and beat Tom with his back against the wall? No. It's incredible that you say that because – like there has been multiple times that I've bet on this Bucks team where it's like, did you really think Tom Brady would lose this game? And I bet on him against the spread against the Cardinals. He doesn't cover. Yeah, they don't <laughs> I cover. bet on him. To, I bet on him to cover against Joe Burrow. He gets blown out. I bet on him to cover against the 49ers. He gets blown out. blown out. I bet on him to cover against the Saints. He wins by one. Like this yeah. is not a good Tom Brady team, bro. And I do not think they're going to make a run in the playoffs. I'm sorry. We'll see. We'll see how the, sh- the standings shake up and who the fuck they're playing. But if they're playing the Cowboys, ooh-wee. And then I find myself stumbling into the 4 o'clock slate. And the only the only games I picked were the Bears plus 6, and I think it was the Panthers plus 3. So I'm going into the 4 o'clock 0-2. 0-2 into the 4 o'clock. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put a parlay together. I'm going to put it on TikTok because I feel great about it. I'm hungover as shit. But you know what? That's normally when I perform my best. And I'm going to go Niners minus nine and a half. I'm going to go Jets money line because there's no reason. I told you on this show, there's no reason we should be a favorite going into Seattle. I'm going to take the Jets, but the Seahawks money line at plus chicky is the freest money you're going to make all year. I said that word for word, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the Jets money line because obviously we're favorited for a reason. I'm going to trust Vegas. I'm going to take the the Vikings plus three and a half because – I feel like the squares are going to be on the Packers at home, even though I want to take the Packers. And on this show, I said to take the Packers, but I'm going to take the Vikings plus three and a half because I feel like I might get screwed if I try to take the, if I try to take the Packers. And then I'm going to take the Chargers money line at minus 200 just to wrap it all up. Jared Stidham throws for 300 yards and the, and the Raiders almost beat the Niners who are the best team in football. So that was cool. They lost by, they only won by three. So that one didn't hit. The Jets strolled into Seattle where I said we were playing a quarterback that we disrespected and threw away like we're doing with Zach Wilson, and he emerged, and he's probably playing with 
the most passionate and rage he's ever played with before. And we got fucking smoked 23 to 6. So lost that one outright. Score touchdown. Then I was like, you know what's crazy? No way the Packers beat the shit out of me because Jair Alexander was talking shit about Justin Jefferson. You got to play well, JJ. He gets one catch for 15 yards and the Packers win by 30. And then the Chargers, you know, saved me from the full sweep and they beat the Rams. But I mean, when am I going to figure it out, dude? Dude, uh, my theory is if you're taking the underdog with the points and you don't think they have a serious chance to win the game, I don't like it. I don't like it, you know? Like, like the Chiefs were never covering that huge spread. I think there's just yeah, you're ready. Right you're ready. Um, I'll give you your flowers. The Vikings, I didn't think they had a shot to really win that game in Lambeau, which which made me not want to take that game at all. So I stayed away. Um, the Seahawks Jets game will be in my fucking nightmares for a long time because I had the Seahawks in the six at first. I did, and then a source that I will not put on the hot on the hot seat, um, very close, near and dear to my heart. Text me as I'm editing and about to wrap up the Surge 6 video. Balls on table, back against the wall, put the Jets in the surgical. I go, bro. I, I need to know who. I just, put the, I just put the fucking Seahawks in there. I literally just spent an hour cutting clips of fucking Gino. They wrote me up, but they ain't right back, though. I'm like, bro, are you serious? <laughs> we were the ones that wrote him off. Yeah. That's who he was talking about, dude. <laughs> And That's so, what he was uh, talking about. I'm like, well, bro, I and I hate being on the wrong side of of Javon's PODs. Shout out Javon. Uh, okay. And so I can't fade him. I don't fade him because he's helped me consult and craft these surgical sixes, and he's come through with a lot of clutch plays. But this one, he let me down, uh, which he's only done. This is the first time he's let me down all year. But it was. Pain. I was going to say Javon's probably, Javon's someone where I'm 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 kind of shocked that. Because he's normally like absurdly sharp. Like he'll yeah. send some texts and I'll be like, what the fuck? And then no. I'll like smack in the mouth. So that's you, that's tough. That's a go to your goat, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, go to your goat. And I was like, all right, well, fuck, dude. I guess I gotta, I guess I gotta fucking put the Jets in there. So um that was that was absolute pain. It was always a Seahawks. It was always, you know, revenge game. But it's okay. You know, we got one more search six. We're still profitable, guaranteed, um, on that NFL season. So we're good. We're good. I mean, it was if you remember the episode that we filmed, I literally got out of this chair and I was like, why, why the are fuck are we favorites? We're not winning this game, but I'll take us. You should have just called me. I'm the jet guy. I'll let you know when we're going to win games. We were never going to win that game. And I still put it in my parlay. <laughs> so that's when you, that's how you know we weren't going to win that game. You yeah. should have just hit me up. Also wanted to give you your flowers. The Jaguars beat the dog piss out of, and you called that from start to finish. So, yeah, I don't know what the books were doing there. Shit was so free. Because I sat here and I was like, maybe we take the Texans money line. <laughs> no, I literally no. gave out a full fade platter. I was like, the Bears plus six, the Texans money line. <laughs> um, and then a game. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I didn't watch a second of it. Um. Steelers, Steelers. I didn't even I didn't care either. what happened. I didn't watch a second of it. Uh, I don't know if you did. If you did, um, but did you have any thoughts? I mean, I couldn't give a shit about that. Game. No, I had a nuke entry that I didn't even end up watching. I was watching the TCU game again uh, with my boys. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was Kenny Pickett. I had his over yards with Fryermuth over yards, and they both missed by ten. Uh, Justin Tucker did his job with the field goals. 
and I had Huntley rush yards, and he missed by 10 as well. All of them missed by 10, weirdly. Um, but, yeah, I can't believe the Steelers ended up winning that game. Actually, I can. I literally said, don't bet against Mike Tomlin on primetime. But it came down to the last play of the game, and they got it done. So, nice job, Steelers. Let's go. Um, all right, well, I feel like we'll talk about – on the next episode on Friday, we'll talk about the Saturday games for the NFL, the Sunday slate, and then we'll talk about the college football championship. Um, kind of wanted this episode to be more so reactionary. I mean, it's the first time we've gotten together since the new year started. So we'll probably just keep it to, to those games and, and kind of the reactions to that. Um, but wow, I mean, we've got quite a slate coming up. So make sure you guys tune into the Friday episode. Make sure you guys tune into the surgical streams on the Book It Sports Twitch channel. Um, Trent runs it every day. Uh, you can hop on and give him your best play of the day. He'll react. You might make it in community parlay. Uh, he also does the night sweats at night on the Book It Sports Twitch stream. I'm going to start joining those again. Um, I literally had a kid come up to me at the bar that discovered me through the night sweats. And he was like, yo, like, why don't you guys, why don't you go on there anymore? And I was like, you know what? I feel like, I feel like it might be time for me to make a return to the night sweats a little bit, maybe here and there. We need you um, back at home, bro. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm coming back tomorrow. Um, but this has been another episode of TFM Bets. Make sure you follow Trent and I on all of our socials. Check out the surgical stream. Check out the night sweats. Um, check out everyone else at Book It Sports, Shelly, Jovan, Krabs, Lauren, the whole gang, uh, Preston. And um, this has been another episode of TFM Bets. We'll see you at the next episode to talk picks prize picks and and all the rest so appreciate you guys we'll be seeing